Welcome to the Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 168, Uncle Peckerhead. Wouldn't we all like a podcast who takes out the trash? I know I would. Me too. We don't even take out our own trash. No, that's right. We have heaps of trash just laying around. I like, why that. would we take out other people's trash? We're not going to take out your trash. Not take out your own trash. Right, exactly. Like, lazy. Just like ridiculous. What, what kind of full service podcast would be that? Like, we're going to give you a show and also take out your trash? I we, mean, we record a show for you and then we show up at your house and take out your trash. I mean, how do we even budget for that? Because the plane tickets alone would be astronomical. And... It would take make any money. Yeah, that we would too. spend all of our time just traveling around to people's houses, taking out their trash. Yeah, when are we getting any real work done so yeah. we could afford the podcast? I mean, stuff takes money, guys. We can't just come out and take we out your trash We basically have free. to become garbage collectors. <laughs> There's a union for that. Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chaos. Hey, Carnage. How's it going? Oh, okay. A little disappointed that we uh, aren't uh, recording together together. I know. You guys, we were this last weekend. We were together for the first time and it was amazing and we were celebrating and then... And we recorded and it was great and it was amazing and the episodes were amazing and everything went so well. Except and things for, went awry. Except things went awry. <laughs> Because that is not only a thing we do on the show, it is also the show's motto. Just our lives. Just things go awry on a regular things basis for go us. go awry. Yes. I wake and up and things go awry. At first we thought it was the new mixer and then we were like, oh no, it can't be the new mixer. And then Chaos realized that it was actually uh, a setting that I missed in the recording software that caused everything to fuck up. It was unfuckable. So, yes. So we're very sad because now, now we're away again. Now we're apart again. Boo. And we had two episodes done too, and that's the worst part. Uh, yeah. We worked so hard, guys. We work so, so kind of hard. Slack. I'll slack this episode if it doesn't sound as good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It'll be just as good. Don't worry. It'll be just as good. We're still going to deliver a, a proper podcast just because we had to record it twice. Mm-hmm. Some people actually do record their podcast multiple times because they do things like takes and stuff. Yeah, we call them overachievers. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not us. Some people like have their podcasts scripted. Ew. What the hell is that, right? Ew, David. Gross. <laughs> what? Mama Chaos said, that's right, you tell him. Anybody can have a scripted podcast. Oh, I know. Like, whatever. We're impromptu. And it's more exciting that way. I mean... Yeah, definitely. Definitely dumber that way. The shit we come up with. Let's put. Let's be honest. I mean, we come up with some pretty great dumb fucking shit that way too. I, I'm not dumb. We say dumb things at times. Like what did we say? Like, I don't even remember. I know there was something that we came up with. Know how to speak. Therefore, I am not dumb. No, but we Either say things. 
but we say things. What ridiculous things is that? Ridiculous things. Yes, that's right. I'm not supposed to use the word dumb anymore. I forgot. I'm forgetful. <laughs> Chaos keeps me on the straight and narrow. I'm trying to um, work the ableist language out of my vocabulary. It's not easy. And therefore it, it, it spreads to me. Yep. And therefore it spreads to carnage because I just you have, have, me. have to make carnage suffer. Yeah, pretty much because my whole vocabulary is going out the window. Cause all I know are things like dumb, crazy, lame. Like I'm a child of the eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you God, are you're so gay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh God. What is that Michael Scott said? We just call everyone faggy. (laughs) Some people try to take that word back. I still hate that one. Faggy? Yeah, but queer doesn't bother me. No. I'm taking the cut word back. I'm taking it back. Okay, you do that. Just kidding. Hi! So anyway, why don't I tell them who we are and what we do? Sounds like a good plan, probably. Okay, cool. So we are the Mostly Podcast at Night. Mostly. We are two best friends of 20 years who bicker and banter our way through a different horror movie. We take turns picking the flicks each week. And um, they can be anything across the broad genre of horror. Thank you. Including adorable cats. Oh, Bailey. <laughs> Hi, Bailey. Oh, he's tired. <laughs> Aw. Anyway, um, we take turns. Distracting with kitties. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, picking the flicks. Um, they can be anything across the broad genre of horror, and we do use that term loosely sometimes because we do allow things like, you know, horror mashups with other genres and anything that's like spooky or murdery basically because we're Um, spooky and murdery because we're spooky and murdery that's for damn sure um also warnings now for spoilers ahead and expletives which we've always already done but we never warned for them until right now i know and i think my work first word of the day was like fuck or something i think i said it like right away too (laughs) fuck was in the name of the title i'm just kidding again we did uncle peckerhead this week yeah um it was done in 2020 it was a tvma rating it was an hour and 37 minutes long and it got a 5.9 in the imdb scale what about that tomato meter so glad that you asked because you see the tomato meter is actually sitting at a hundred percent right now um it does only have 15 critic reviews but that's not really that bad when you consider some of these other movies that we've done lately that have had like one or none or (laughs) true um uh but uh audience score a little bit lower at 71 percent it's not pretty good though i mean as far as movies go i mean (laughs) yes it's a c in school but as far as movies goes it's pretty pretty above average you're like a fives average in movies you know yeah i i would say i would agree with that it, i always kind of looked at it as like the corresponding letter grades but now i've kind of changed my tune a little bit on that because i think i see a lot of movies that 
I'm like, well, you know, like a six, they're decent. Mm-hmm. Whereas and if you got a 60 in school. You technically maybe would pass depending on how your school does their grading, but you might fail. You're D for dunce. <laughs> yeah. If you do pass, you're passing by the skin of your teeth for sure. I think in uh, the high school that we went to, that was a passing grade. F was a passing but, grade in our high school. No, it wasn't. But we didn't have weighted grades like some high schools. Should we do cast or do you want to eat first? <laughs> no, we can do cast. Okay. Okay. Peck was played by David Littleton. Uh, he was in Music Box and Sunday. Judy was played by Chet Siegel. I love that name, Chet, for a girl. I know, <laughs> I know. it's Chet, but he's a boy, so. Um, she was in Sound of Silence and Know Your Logic. Um, Max was Jeff Riddle. Uh, he was only on Larry Gone Demon. Mm. And Mel was Ruby McAllister. She was in Scary on, of 61st and Neighborhood uh, Found Drive. Neighborhood Food Drive. Um, and I was saying last time we did this that uh, there's a lot of um, tiny, like, short films. There are a lot of them, except for Max, who really the only other film he did was Larry Gone Demon. Um, everyone else does, a, you know, was really a lot of, like Chet and one that played Mel. A lot of short films, seven-minute films and things like that. And I did say that um, I, I, I was saying the actress who plays Mel Reminds me so much of Natasha Leon. Mm-hmm. Distracting me throughout the whole. And movie. Um, Max is actually not an actor. He is a musician in uh, a Philadelphia band called Five Hundred Dollar Bill. It makes sense why he's only been in one other movie before. So mm-hmm. yeah. Do you want a little summary? Oh well, before we get to that, oh, I was just okay. going to say because I remember I made this point in the last, the first time we recorded this that. I think that this cast being a bunch of no names did not hurt this movie. Unlike mm-hmm. where, where we were talking about um, stay out of the attic. I felt like their no name cast really hurt them because they weren't good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say just different acting completely. Yeah. Like these were still good actors and I, I really loved Chet Siegel. I thought she was great. <sighs> she really was. She was mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, she um, she was the biggest part of this movie, and she she really could carry it pretty well. So, oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Her and Peck, they did a great job. They did. Okay, so now I would love one of your famous five second summaries. Uh, I can't remember what it was before because I didn't write down. But I, um, it's gonna be five second summary is banned chooses wrong roadie who happens to be a demon roadie and things go awry things do go very awry for a long time they go awry actually <laughs> the whole tour and beyond the whole tour they I go would, awry. So, so how do you like how long do you think this tour lasted because they had there were seven, six cities seven Was it seven yeah including the last one um maybe not including the last one i don't know i know there were seven cities um Weeks? So, like, a couple weeks? Yeah, I'm thinking a couple weeks, because it doesn't seem like they had a lot of downtime, so I'm thinking, like, a day in between each day. So, probably, like, two weeks, I'd say. I'm thinking they probably pretty much, it seemed in the movie, at least, that they were just, like, 
drive to the next city and have a gig, drive to the next city and have a gig, you know, like and it's not stay like, the it night. like Chicago and then Milwaukee. No. I mean, it was like really close cities, right? They weren't really far away or anything. They, they weren't going super states. far. <laughs> I don't know about that. They, they did show a map of it, but I didn't look too closely at it. But anyway, so they're, they, they're trying to get Judy. She's trying to get this gig with this guy um, in, in the town that they live in. And she's there. The whole reason they're going on this tour is to get this gig because the guy said, you don't have enough experience for me to let you play in my venue basically. And so um, and they didn't have a demo tape, so they booked a tour. They made a demo tape. She gives him the demo tape, and he says, okay, but you can't call me before Friday because he's tired of her bugging him, basically. <clears throat> so they have to go on this tour, and it's going to culminate and be done with on Friday when she can call and find out if they make the big show or not. Well, the tour won't be done by Friday, but they'll be in the middle of the tour by Friday. They're not in the middle of the tour by Friday. Remember, we said the tour is two weeks. So they, if when he said call by Friday, they were still out on the tour on Friday when she called him from that payphone. Yeah, but I thought that they, like, were pretty much done by then. I don't know. No, because they still had that one, uh, that one, uh, one or two more gigs where um, uh, Dime Store Bradley Cooper is involved. Okay. Is that big finale. <laughs> The well, climax, the big finale is the big finale is the show at the gig that she's been trying to book this whole time with Amir. I thought it was right before that. It was the night after their last. It was the night no, after the, their last. The big, the big finale gig is their final gig is with the, at this place. I'm not talking the finale gig. Amir's I'm place. The, the climax with uh, Shiloh was the 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 gig before that the night after the gig before that the night after the gig before that okay that still wouldn't be a week yeah so the timing really doesn't make sense because if it's two weeks okay you can't figure out this timing (laughs) because it's six cities or seven it's but seven. yeah, there's one week because it's not until Friday. Don't contact me until Friday. It's not two weeks from Friday. Mm-hmm. But so the timeline's a little screwy, I would say. But they only have like one gig after she gets the call saying that they're going to be headlining. Well, there's only like one it gig. It makes before sense that. because they've got seven cities, seven nights. They do a show each night. Yeah, maybe. So it's towards the end of their tour then. Yeah. Mini tour. I, you can't even really call it. It's so fucking funny to call it a tour. They're in the same state. <laughs> it's like, well, they're they're only doing it so that they can get this gig with the mirror. It's like if you lived in Ohio, I'd be like, my one my one tour is in Toledo, and then then Cleveland, and then Columbus and Cincinnati, and then we wrap it up in in Lakewood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like, those of you from Ohio know what I'm talking about. That's what it sounds like. So yeah, it does. Uh, but their band is named Duh. Duh. I love their band too. Oh my gosh. Their band, everyone is phenomenal. It's just so like the lyrics are so funny, but the, and the punk music is really like, I don't know. It might be too melodic for some people, but I really enjoyed it. And I do enjoy punk. 
So it's Judy on vocals and bass, right? Yes. Max on vocals and guitar. Yes. And Mel on drums. And Max and Mel are just two stoners that just live in life to their fullest, really. Yeah. Well, to their fullest, not to like, you know, the fullest. They're living their their best lives. (laughs) Um, And they're getting ready to go on this tour and they go to pack up the van. And the van gets repoed right then and there. And Judy runs after him. No, 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 no. And well, Judy thinks it was stolen because she didn't know that Max didn't pay the goddamn bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a problematic, you know. Don't trust, <laughs> don't trust your stoner roommates to pay the bills. That's not. Yeah, no, it's not good. <laughs> that never goes well. Hi, these are my notes. You can't lay on them because I can't understand what I'm doing. Then, if you lay on my notes, that's the other cool thing about Judy, singer bassist. That's what my sister Zilla is, singer bassist. Yeah, you talked about last time because you thought they might know Max, the guy yeah, that plays Max. Maybe. I was wrong. Um, mm. Max is from a Philly band, and they do their gigging in um, Pittsburgh. Oh, they're it. they're big in Pittsburgh. I don't know if they go to Philly that often. I'm not sure. You have to ask if she even heard of their band because I would love to put a trivia piece in there for mm-hmm. their band connecting that band and connecting something. I'll definitely something. ask if she's heard of them. Cool. Um. Well, anyway, they you know they do what any rational person would do that has gotten their band repo and is about to head on a tour. They make signs saying that people if you let us borrow your van you'll get paid ish yes please can we borrow your van (laughs) with like little little phone number tabs that you can rip off and call (laughs) like somebody's gonna be like oh yeah these people i don't know can totally borrow my van let me call this number i don't know and yeah okay especially with the promise of getting paid ish Mm -hmm. paid in music i don't know how they're (laughs) playing it pain in weed I don't know. Well, luckily, one of the vans they put on is Pecker's. Sorry, Peckerhead. I'm going to call him Peck, though, because I can't stand Peckerhead. Yeah, I'm going to call him Peck, too, just because it's easier. Which, supposedly, this is his van that he lives in. And... Yeah. Down by the river. Down by the river. Live in a van. I watched watched that sketch, the original one, just recently, Mm. because I was having some, like... Chris Farley nostalgia. I was just thinking Chris Farley, David Spade, Christina Applegate. That's like the best sketch ever. It is. It was making me want to watch like Tommy Boy and Black Sheep and all that. He and that. David Spade were so good together. Oh, they really were. Oh my God. They were perfect. Tommy Boy. Is such, I don't care what anybody says. Tommy Boy is, I love that movie. Love the it. two of them and Adam Sandler together. Uh, well, I don't it. care about Adam Sandler, but no, like the three of them were like BFFs on SNL, and they were just oh yeah, I know close. they were BFFs. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, um, they're on board though. He's going to be their roadie, manager slash roadie, whatever. He's going to um drive the van for them, be their roadie as long as they throw in for snacks and gas. He's cool with it. Seems like a nice guy. And it's all fine at first. I mean, but then well, Judy gets a little suspicious. Judy's okay. doesn't trust him. Like no, the other no. ones are like, okay, great. And she's like, I don't know about this. But then she what, I mean, kind of wants to go on tour. So she agrees. 
What did she expect to get though? Like for someone to borrow their van, like a soccer mom being like, I'll give them my kids for two weeks and drive you, drive you punk rockers around. I mean, what was she hoping for? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's lucky they got anyone. Let's be honest. You have a dirt on your nose. I'm getting it off for you on the screen. Okay. <laughs> you are. It was bothering me. You know, you don't have dirt on your nose really. It's my screen had dirt on it. So I was getting it off your nose. So, cause it was bothering me. Um, but Judy gets a little bit more concerned because she goes to the back of the van when they're stopped for gas and she finds blood on the bumper. And then she finds some syringes in the glove compartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So suspicious. she's like, it's a little suspicious about that. Like what kind of a person Peck is. But she moves on and they go to their first, uh, their first gig, which let's be honest, is a shit show. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a showcase. But when they, they get there at five, first of all, because the guy told them to be there at five, he doesn't show up like for another hour later, says the sound department won't even be there till nine. And oh, by the way, it was supposed to be a showcase, but you're the only band. So do you have three hours worth of music? Yeah. Yes. If they had three hours worth of material, a punk band. Yeah. And she's like, um, we have about 20 minutes of new material, 22 with a Misfits cover. <laughs> and the worst part is at the end of the night, they get a dollar per head. So they make three bucks off this. Yeah, a dollar per their head, not like per audience member head. Well, I don't think there's more than three people in that audience anyway, let's be honest. So <laughs> so three hours, three of them, it's like 33 cents an hour they made. I mean, come on, that's not even minimum wage people. So wrong. No, but unfortunately, um, from stories I've heard from my sister, mm-hmm. stuff like that happens all the time. Doesn't surprise me. They, it took, they really, it took them so long of gigging before they got to the point now where they actually get paid for their gigs and like, and and they get paid like a respectable amount of money for their gigs. Nice. But they spent years just with cr- dealing with crap like that from shady promoters and shit. Well, I mean, it's so easy to take advantage of um, young, vulnerable dirt poor artists that will take anything that just want to get their music out there you mm-hmm. know it's too easy and that's what they're doing taking that's what they're doing taking advantage mm-hmm. of these musicians who are trying to get their art their music out there yeah well, it's really it's really ridiculous it happens with promoters it happens with other bands that you open for it's ridiculous so i'm really I'm really happy for them that they actually get paid a decent amount now when they go, oh, yeah, I bet. When they go out in places. So, otherwise, I'm sure they wouldn't be able to afford to go to Quebec all the time. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, they need the money for the gas loan to go up there because that's mm-hmm. where they're really big at is up in Canada. Mm-hmm. We live, again, we live down in Ohio. They live down here, too. And they, we had said their name last time. Did you find out what they were going by right now? Yeah, they're Gamora right now. So that's their band. If you want to check them out, if you like their music, no, they're metal. Okay, they're metal. Gamora Riser is their metal bands. They are very. They're a pair of very talented musicians. Um, it's just two of them, and they play all the instruments and do all the singing and everything. Um, and uh, they're both just very naturally musically inclined. They both can play any instrument they pick up. They're really amazing. Kind of sickening. It it is. They have so much talent. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, Gamorizer is their metal band. They also have a noise band. And I, my sister was a, they both were pretty big into punk music when they were younger, but I don't know if they've ever had a punk band. I feel like Matt, I'll go check them out for sure. Cause they are yeah. really talented for sure. Yeah. For yo, for yo. For for yo. yo. Well, speaking of really talented, this poor talented band of duh is a shaft in a big way. They and do. That doesn't sit right with Uncle Peck. Uncle Mm-mm. Peck's got to take care of his kiddins. No, he exactly. He's a very loyal roadie. So he goes to, to take it up with that jerky promoter. <laughs> he ends up eating him. Hey, Judy walks in on. Judy goes to find to look for him and she hears something. So she goes into the back room and finds Peck looking all like zombified almost and eating the promoter. Yeah. Peck comes out and he's like, oh, let me explain. Let me take you to dinner and apologize and explain. And Max and Mel are like, okay. (laughs) Easy enough. And he says that he's normal, except from 12 to 12, 13 every night. He turns into this thing. Well, it's a demon, we know. We guess. He doesn't know what it is. He likes to refer. Judy calls it a monster. He says, I prefer to call it a thing. Yeah. (laughs) And he eats people. And that's what he does. He kills and eats people during that 13-minute frame. He only needs 13 minutes. Every 13 minutes, the place grows crazy. Remember that old... uh, Who's that from? Northfield Park. Ab. Thank you. Jesus. I'm like, that bothered me. That Horse racing. Bird. Yes. Every 13 minutes, the place. It was 15, I, I think, for Northfield. Minutes. That's what it was, 19 minutes. <laughs> every 19 minutes, the place goes crazy. Well, for every 13 minutes, Pet goes crazy. <laughs> yes. At midnight. At every midnight. every midnight, Pet goes crazy for 13 minutes. And uh, Judy's not, she's freaked out. She's understandably upset. And she runs back to the others and tells them what happened. And he's like, no, 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 it's not true. And they're like, oh, maybe it's not true. And she's like, listen to me. He's a monster. And he's like, I prefer a thing. And so they decide, despite that, to let him stay with them. Because he says um, he can control it. Yes. He says that's what uh, the syringes were that she found. There, It's a sedative that puts him to sleep for that time so that he won't turn monstrous. Plus, he steals the money from the promoter. So when he flashes that wad of cash, they're a little bit more encouraged then, too. So Yeah. <laughs> so they, they go on. They, they take keep going with him. I mean, Judy just tries to steal his keys, but she doesn't, you know, he doesn't let her. Um, and Mel and Max are just fine with us. So they just, they go to the next gig where, um, a Nick from Pick Piss Face takes them in. <laughs> he's, he's from another band named Piss Face, which love that name of that band. Cracks me up. Mm-hmm. And, um, they prearranged this, you know, um, Cass was telling the same, unfortunately you guys missed so much content last time, but Cass was saying how often they, um, from what she's learned from her sister, they will sometimes crash with other bandmates or sometimes, Fans will let you crash their house. I mean, when you're, especially when you're early band like that. Mm-hmm. But they've prearranged it with Nick. Um, Judy talked to Nick all the time, and they prearranged it to crash at their house. Well, they get Peck settled into the van with his sedative shots, and he's going to sleep. Yep. 
Nick and Judy start going to town. And as she's riding him like a Bronco, she <laughs> sees Peck in his demon form in the window. Just smiling, watching them. Smiling, watching them. Creepily. Like being a creep. She finishes up. Well, not really, but she basically ends things and turns on, you know, puts on clothes and runs out there and pecks asleep in the van. So she thinks maybe it was her imagination. Yeah. Possibly just, you know. Mm. It's okay. It's, it's It was just her imagination. He was fine. He's asleep in the van. He's not doing anything. Right. Probably cool. Probably cool. Um, so they go on to their next gig where uh, this is where we first meet uh Dime store Bradley Cooper, aka Shiloh from Dominion Rising. Yes. And our Chad. This is um like almost this is uh, uh like almost an emo band. They're very emotional emotional punk rock. And he uh thinks he's a very deep and special and talented artist, and he thinks he's better than everyone else. Shiloh. God, with that fucking hair. With that, yes, with that mohawk to hide the fact badly, poorly hide the fact that his hair's thinning. The dude's got one of those haircuts, like it's balding from the inside tracks. Like he's got double horns of baldingness because they're going in those two inside tracks. Yep. It's obvious. But he's a douche. We don't like Shiloh. We really don't mm-hmm. like Shiloh. But no, he's oh, a bag. He's the Chad. He wins the Chad Award. Chad uh named after Chad from our very first episode, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. The Chad Award is given out to the biggest shithead. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's a spoiler. I'm not laughing about that. Um <laughs> he's a literal shithead later. <laughs> Yeah, so Duh opens for them, and he's all cocky about Duh opening, like treating him like he's better than them. And um, they're setting up their tables, and they can't sell a demo. But all of a sudden, Pecker, Peck, Pecker, Peck has sold thirty of his demos. Plus, he brings another fan by. I mean, he's like hyping. He's like he their is, ultimate hype man. Yeah, he's working the crowd. He's getting them fans. This whole tour, every tour, they're picking up more and more fans. Like it's really they don't really look too hard into it but it's like obvious to anybody watching the movie like you don't get fans that fast that many like they're like overnight sensationing their local you know seven city tour right i don't care how good you are it's not happening very faustian faustian yeah they don't even realize it but they are benefiting from uh Peck's monstrous side from Peck's non-monstrous side as well as his monstrous side <laughs> and they don't realize it well after that 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 concert with uh Shiloh and his douchebags his tour of douchebags they're partying because they had a really great concert I mean like everyone was hyped to them Peck got them all hyped so they're drinking in the parking lot and Judy's exhausted she's like no 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 we gotta get Peck to bed we gotta get Peck to bed and Max and I are like we'll take care of him you go to bed you're tired We'll take care of him when Monday night comes. So Judy goes to sleep and she wakes up and they, Max and Mel are washing off Peck with, with a, a car big, wash hose. Yes. 
I love this scene because it's so funny. He just looks like a big, happy old dog that they're washing. <laughs> you spraying down with a hose, you know, and he's just like practically like panting with happiness. I don't know why, but it gives me vibes of the Zoolander gas pump fight. Oh my why. gosh. <laughs> like that orange mocha frappuccino. <laughs> I don't know why. It just has vibes. <laughs> So we flash back to why he's covered with blood. Um, this couple of metalheads pulled up into the, the parking lot where they were drinking. Started some shit. Mm-hmm. You were saying metal and punk should get together before, weren't you? Well, yeah, I was saying I don't know what the hate's about. I mean, they're both counterculture. They're both marginalized. They're both... Uh, angry true but they're both you know generally like they're both uh you know like i never understood why goths and metalheads wouldn't get along either well they do as far as i know but i guess not all of them do probably but you know like any kind of like to me like goths and punks are friends goths and metalheads are friends because we're all under that blanket of not mainstream Mm -hmm. and you guys stick together at least in my opinion. Well, not these guys. They throw not a these beer guys. can at Max and knock him the fuck out. <laughs> that pisses Peck off. So they're both like, okay, Peck, go ahead. <laughs> they both just give him permission. God, they're so horrible, those two. Living and, their best lives. This and, and it's just like, all right, sweet. So, yeah, he transforms and just attacks them and rips them apart. Literally rips the one guy's spinal column out of his body through his neck hole. I think we said this is our both of our favorite deaths, too, didn't we? It is, yes. This is definitely my favorite death, and I think you said it was yours as well. Yeah, because I got a real nostalgia feeling um, of original Mortal Kombat. Yes, we were saying that that was like a fatality <laughs> move from the original Mortal Kombat finish him and i I just love it because of that (laughs) it's the stupidest reason ever but i love it um and the other guy just rips his hand off it's fine he bleeds out yeah and judy's horrified the max and meller is so pleased by this but judy's like horrified and they're like he was defending max it's okay and somehow they get past this i don't know how judy gets past this but yeah She's horrified at first, but she eventually, like, calms down and, and, uh, is okay with it later. I don't know. I don't know if I would say she's okay with it, but she keeps going because the other two are fine with it. Yeah. I guess because they, they rationalize, because they rationalize it, that it was because of defending Max and makes her okay with it. And it helps that, uh. She and Peck at the next motel, um, they kind of have a one-on-one and kind of come to terms with each other. And she kind of has an understanding of him. And Yeah, because she, she, <laughs> she, she um, d- decides that he really is an okay guy and that when he's controlling the thing, he's not a bad person. So this thing that he it's not his fault that he turns into this thing which we don't actually know because we don't know why he turns into this thing in the first place you know a curse or a curse or 
he pissed the wrong person off. We don't know. We have no idea if he was born this way. We have no idea. Okay. So now we're at Friday at this point. And Judy finally calls Amir to see if they've made it into the uh, showcase. And they have. And he's all pumped about it. He's listened to the, the demo. And he's all of a sudden, for someone who's so uninterested. Yeah, before. He's now very interested. Yeah, he's excited about their music. Which is great for them. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, when they pull up to the next gig the same day, now they're headlining for Dominion. What was it? Dominion Rising, Shiva's band. Mm-hmm. At Dominion Rising, sorry, Bailey tore up my notes. Um, and Shiloh's kind of pissed about this because now he's opening for them. Yeah, and he's not an opener. No, he's a closer. Chaos. He even tries to convince them that they should open for him. Like they're gonna be like, "Oh, you're right." I mean, what? Of course, yeah, of course. What? Well. No, they rock it out. They close the show up. They get even more fans. Everyone's partying. Um, they're dancing. Peck, Peck's dancing. Everyone's having a good time. He's gotten them even more fans. And they head out to a fan and her grandmother's house. And that's where they're going to crash for the night. Unfortunately, with Shiloh Rising. Shiloh Rising? Oh, um, fuck my face. Shiloh and Dominion Rising. Rising fucking stupid name for a kid is Shiloh. No, I'm just kidding. One of my cousins is named Shiloh. It or is Silo. Silo. I might have a cousin Silo. I don't know. I've got some That's fucking One's funny. named Star. I don't know. Oh god, she's gonna be a stripper growing up. Um, <laughs> sorry to my cousins if you're listening to this, but you never met me, so it's fine. Anyway. That just boggles my mind, but anyway. What, that I've never met some of my cousins? Yeah. Um, some of my family are kind of assholes and they're also 20 years older than me well so are mine but they're very waspy it's it's very much like you pretend like you're not around family kind of thing i don't know we have no shame of pretending that shit you don't like someone you just tell them you don't like them yeah no this is this is very like waspy like upper crust like where you you have to be passive aggressive about everything and oh no we just ignore you you, know. you don't exist you're not family there are still people that i told to their face that they're not family even though i'm related to them so i mean this is what it is so just yeah continue. i wish i could do that <laughs> i really don't care though i don't either <laughs> anyway where did we get off on this oh i don't shiloh, know the stupid name like my cousins okay so shiloh and his so chad and his band get the room uh, because girls don't need that much room, I think you said. They, was, they don't need as much space, and they're an all-guy band, and that's not being sexist. That's just science. Of course. Yes. Well, really, for their egos, that is true. So huh. their egos wouldn't fit anywhere else. Yes. But what ends up happening, Peck goes, to the, goes well, they give Peck the one small closet room that they get, and um, the band's out in the living room, and Shiloh and his band sort of kidnap them by tying them up and gagging them and putting them in the room yeah they kind of take them hostage and uh because shiloh just has decided that there's no way he is opening for them and so therefore he will uh 
take them hostage so that they can't show up and then take their spot. Solid plan, really. Yeah. Um, luckily, or unluckily, depending on how you look at it, Pat comes to the rescue. <laughs> he comes to the rescue again. Um, he kills them all. He spits acid on one of them. Yeah. He shits on all of them. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. It's pretty funny. It's, yes, in a manner of speaking. It's pretty fucking great. (laughs) But we find out, this is kind of like the, I call it the James Bond villain scene where you find out all the answers. Peck has never been sedating himself. That wasn't his van. Those weren't his syringes. Um, He's been killing this whole time. Every single stop on their tour he's been killing, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a bad thing. So he drives, the, he, they let him drive him home. And in doing so, they also, well, they're not really letting him drive him home. They're kind of kidnapped themselves along with the grandmother and the granddaughter, which he has tied up and put in the back of his van. Yeah. But he thinks he's doing it for the sake of the band, so he drives them back to their hometown so they can go to that concert. Um, but it's only after he shows up at the dressing room that they really kind of rudely kick him out of the band. Like, rudely. kind of cruelly kick him out of the band. It's not nice. He's a murderer. Hey, you know, we have feelings too, okay? Shut up. Shut up. We have feelings too. <laughs> um, he tells them they're going to regret it. And unfortunately, this is, you know, distracting Judy so much. She meets her idol, Jen Jennings, who owns this record label. And Jen's going on about them, how they're so wonderful. And she can't wait to get them on their record. I mean, her dreams are coming true, but she's so distracted by Peck being in the dressing room with Max and Mel. And this whole thing that she can't even talk to her. Yeah. So they cruelly get rid of him. He says they're going to regret it. They're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Not, they don't even get on stage. They, they're like they're like walking up to the stage and they're like climbing the steps to the stage when the cops show up and stop Judy and say, ma'am, is that your van outside? And she doesn't answer and like because she's just like the pit is dropping out of her stomach and he's going, ma'am, is that your van outside? Because like the, the grandmother and the granddaughter were still in the van. Right. Oh, God. Well, and you see, the next thing you see is the police leading out Mel, Max, and Judy in handcuffs. Yeah. And you see, like, snatches of trial and different headlines that um, witnesses step forward and say, old man at heart of kidnapping. And the next thing you see is eight months later, band acquitted. And they're released. Yeah, and Peck, nobody, um, they didn't catch him they had a sketch of him that was it um so they're recruited and released there's a little short scene of them hugging each other and jumping up and down for joy which is really cute (laughs) and then the next thing you know it's eight months later and they're playing a show and it's really great because uh they're playing this great song that i happen to love i don't know what it's called but it's freaking hilarious and fun and um and then all of a sudden, Judy sees Peck at the back of the crowd. 
and her face just drains of color and she's like oh no and she looks at her watch and it's 11:59 and then as we're seeing Judy's face we hear the beginnings of screams and the movie ends dun 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 good pick thanks i um i picked this one because i had it recommended to me well, just recommended in general by this um, horror content creator that I follow um, who said that it was a, a good, funny movie. And I love me some horror comedy. Mm-hmm. So I picked it. Although my next movie, I swear, I'm going to try to pick something scary because I said I would. You promise. I did promise. You always you never promise and you never come through with the scary. Oh, shut up. <laughs> No, I actually enjoyed it. Like, I wasn't so sure when you said the name Uncle Peckerhead. I was like, oh, God, the hell is this that we're watching? But it was actually pretty funny, and I enjoyed it. It kept me entertained. So I was pleasantly surprised. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, do you have any trivia? Because I do not. No, my only piece of trivia was that Max is a musician for $500 bill. I I have no trivia. I have no fan fiction. I think you should make up a fan fiction because I think you made it up last time and I think you did a good job. Um, What fan fiction did I make up? Oh, we made up one together where they, um, something about, was it, was it for Uncle Peckerhead where they were, they went and killed the mystery crew, the Scooby-Doo crew, and they took the mystery museum machine and they went around and Peck would kill people and they would pin the blame on farmers and stuff and no like, not farmers the carnival museum owners yeah they were the- they were making the mysteries instead of solving the mysteries yes, it was great that was great yes that was the fan fiction i forgot about that i love that i love that the mystery machine that should totally be their next band van yeah definitely um should we rate them yeah um i guess i'll go first since it was my pick i will give this a seven and a half I thought it was really good. I probably will watch it again. And I really enjoyed it. Kept me un- kept me entertained. And I like I said, I really enjoyed Judy. She was awesome. Oh, I did too. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll watch her again for sure. Yeah. I hope she's in more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go pretty similar. Uh, again, I did enjoy it. I don't know if I'd watch it again. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But I'm going to go with six point nine seven three because i enjoyed it a lot um but not quite the seven it's so close but it's not quite there for me so just it's it's just so close whatever 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 karen judy oh ann oh ann oh ann um should we pimp it get the fuck out then yeah, let's do that. We are uh, part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. You can find anything you're looking for related to horror. They have just a whole slew of incredibly talented content creators, writers, you know everything um you can find anything so go there check it out and find your next horror film 
to watch and fall in love with. Um, we are hosted by Anchor.fm. We are on all the social medias at Podcast at Night on Facebook. We have a Facebook group that's pretty fun. And we have an Instagram and a Twitter. We also have um, a Threadless store um, where you can find merch. Um, and But even if you don't have a bunch of money to spend, but you still want to help support the show somehow, we would love that. Um, word of mouth is always a great way to, to spread the word and, and help us out. But also you can go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and screenshot it, send it to us. We will send you a free vinyl sticker for your trouble. All you have to do is send it to podcastatnight at gmail.com. That's all from me, Chaos. So I will just say goodbye and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from Carnage. And as always, we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of destructive fucking cats. Yes, indeed. He's climbing my second story window. Nice. Go away.